All news. All for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, San Antonio City Councilman Clayton Perry tells KTSA News why he will not give up his seat to run for a county office. A Green Beret from Bernie sits down to talk about being presented with a Medal of Honor. The Houston Nashers lose the last game of the year, Game 7 of the World Series, and oh, today is Halloween. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. So why did San Antonio City Councilman Clayton Perry decide not to run for Bear County Commissioner? Clayton Perry would have been forced to resign his District 10 City Council seat, and he says he was concerned about who would be appointed by City Council to replace him. I was hoping uh, uh, Mark White would be put forward and voted in. But you didn't think that City Council would do that? Right. I had indications that that might not happen. Perry told KTSA News that was the major factor in his decision not to run for Bear County Precinct 3. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. San Antonio police are investigating a double homicide in the city's east side. Sergeant Michelle Ramos says more than a dozen shots were fired at around 2.30 this morning an apartment complex in Mel Waiter's Way. They did locate a vehicle in the Springview Manor Apartments that had several gunshot holes. When officers opened the doors of the SUV, they found two men dead inside. If you know anything, contact San Antonio Police. A decision is expected next week about a change of venue request for the trial of a man accused of setting fire to the Ingram Square Shopping Center. Gym owner Edmund Johnson is charged with murder as well as arson because San Antonio firefighter Scott Deem was killed in the blaze. Johnson's defense attorney requested the change of venue because they claim media coverage of the case will make it impossible for a fair trial to be conducted in Bear County. No decision was reached about the request yesterday. Candy is the reason why so many youngsters will be knocking on doors this Halloween, and a survey finds the most popular candy depends on where you live. America's most popular Halloween candy can vary from state to state. For example, in Connecticut, Milky Way tops the list. Arkansas hot tamales, Washington saltwater taffy, and in Arizona, Skittles, which Chris Gintelsberger with the National Confectioners Association says makes sense. It gets pretty hot, so I can imagine that having a non-chocolate candy is your favorite candy. It's hugely advantageous, especially on those warm days when you might be traveling around in the car. And in Pennsylvania, it's chocolate bars, thanks to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Stephen Kaufman, CBS News. KTSA AccuWeather. Clear and cold tonight with a freeze across much of the area, below 25 in the Hill Country and right around 32 along the Riverwalk. Mostly sunny tomorrow night, as chilly as today, high 62. Partly cloudy and chilly tomorrow night, low 39. Saturday, partly sunny, high 65. Recap clear and cold tonight, low 25 at outlying areas, 32 in the city. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stephen Rufick AccuWeather forecast. The Medal of Honor was awarded yesterday to a Special Forces soldier from Bernie who saved lives during a six-hour battle in Afghanistan. CBS's David Martin introduces us to a true American hero. Master Sergeant Matt Williams and his team of Green Berets choppered into a remote Afghan valley in the spring of 2008. It was to capture or kill a senior terrorist leader. But nothing went right. To begin with, it was too rocky to land. It was a, about a 10 foot or so drop, you know, straight down to these giant boulders and rocks everywhere. Um, that's, you know, that's how the day started. And then it got worse, much worse. The whole entire riverbed started taking fire from, from the high ground. What kind of fire? 
RPGs, heavy machine gun fire, um, small arms fire. The enemy was shooting down on them from a village overlooking the valley. We didn't really understand the amount of enemy that were actually in the village at the time. The lead element was pinned down and taking casualties. So what was going to happen to them if somebody didn't get to them? Nothing good. They, they definitely probably would have been killed if nobody was able to get to them. According to the Medal of Honor citation, Williams braved intense enemy fire to lead a counterattack across a valley of ice-covered boulders and a fast-moving, ice-cold and waist-deep river. He helped save the lives of four critically wounded soldiers, although he gives credit to the pilots who flew airstrikes on the village. I hit it. Target, target effect. Target effect. You think he would have made it out of there without air cover? No, sir, no. Not at all. The medevacs that came in to pick up the wounded also took fire. Hey, I'm ahead. I think I'm ahead. Williams was notified he would receive the Medal of Honor more than a year ago, but he said the ceremony would have to wait. We had a deployment to Africa, and you know, I really wanted to make sure that I was able to continue serving with the guys. So let me get this straight. You were too busy <laughs> to receive the Medal of Honor. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. He's completed five tours in Afghanistan. Now that he's received the medal, the Army is not likely to let him go in harm's way again. You okay with being held back? I'm not okay with it, but if it's ultimately safer for the team, I, I understand that. Which is why for Williams and others who have received the medal, it is as much a burden as an honor. David Martin, CBS News, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. This is Texas News Radio. I'm James Pledger, and in Major League Baseball, the World Series was all about the road teams who won every single game, including Game 7 last night, as the Nationals beat the Astros 6-2 in Houston to claim their first ever World Series title. The Texas Rangers made a trade today as they acquired catcher Wellington Castillo from the Chicago White Sox in exchange for international bonus pool money and minor league infielder Jonah McReynolds. In the NBA, the undefeated Spurs will play their first road game of the season as they're in L.A. to take on former Spur Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. Tip-off from the Staples Center set for 9.30, and remember, game night San Antonio helps you get ready for that game at 5.30 on the Blitz. In the NFL, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson was named the AFC's Offensive Player of the Month for this past month after throwing for nearly 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. In Cowboy news, head coach Jason Garrett sent defensive lineman Antoine Woods and rookie Tristan Hill home for being late to a meeting on Tuesday. The Dallas Cowboys also lost a member of its draft class this week as the Detroit Lions signed cornerback Mike Jackson off their practice squad. Jackson was a fifth rounder who is now required by NFL rules to be on the Lions roster for three weeks, meaning he will be with Detroit when the Cowboys face the Lions on November the 17th. Finally, the Cowboys also restructured newly acquired defensive end Michael Bennett's contract, and as a result, Bennett will now be a free agent this offseason instead of 2021. I'm James Pledger for ESPN San Antonio. Flames fueled by Santa Ana winds damaged parts of San Bernardino, California early this morning. This fire moved quickly, started early in the morning, well before the 2 o'clock hour. Wind literally pushing the flames downhill and into people's backyards. The neighbors came and alerted us. The one that lost their house came and started pounding on the door. Yeah, the mountain 
directly behind us was on fire. Oh, it came down the hill quick. It was seated over on the other side of the hill, and then all of a sudden it just came right over the hill. The humidity is low in the wind, even though in the neighborhood not strong, up at Waterman Canyon, 20 miles per hour sustained with 40 mile per hour wind gusts. That's KNX reporter Craig Figner. A cloudy future for a popular website that covers sports and beyond. Deadspin promised sports news without access, favor, or discretion for more than a decade. In that time, the popular blog wrote about sports with an irreverent style that touched on social issues, humor, sports news, controversy, some of it self-inflicted, and an annual takedown of the Williams-Sonoma holiday catalog. But Deadspin's future is uncertain. A large group of staffers resigned after the dismissal of the interim editor-in-chief following a mandate from new ownership that Deadspin would only write about sports. Deadspin's editorial director says we are sorry some don't agree and refuse to work, quote, within that incredibly broad mandate. Brian Clark, ABC News, New York. A judge has issued a gag order in the murder trial of a Fort Worth police officer who shot a woman in her home. The order keeps lawyers and others from involved in Aaron Dean's trial from speaking publicly about the specifics in the case. A body cam footage shows Dean shot 28-year-old Tatiana Jefferson through a back window of her home in the early morning. The 35-year-old officer cannot be heard identifying himself as police when he responded to a call about the front door open. Uh, Dean resigned and was charged with murder soon after the October 12th shooting. So uh, who's not dressing up for Halloween this year? Well, it's not the old folks. Most Americans, especially those with children under the age of 13 at home, say they will be dressing up the kids and heading out to trick-or-treat this Halloween. But older Americans, not so much. Most of them, according to a new AP Center for Public Affairs research poll, would rather skip the costumes altogether. Same with decorating the house. Nearly half of those with younger kids say they will be doing it. Less than a third of those over 60 say they will. 11% of Americans will dress up their pets, and 7% say they plan to give out healthy snacks to trick-or-treaters. Sherry Preston, ABC News. KTSA Money News. From ABC News, Wall Street now, it was a spooky Halloween for investors as the markets fell into the red. The Dow closed down 140 points, the Nasdaq gave up 11, and the S&P fell 9 points, a day after a record close for the second time this week. Banks fell more than the rest of the market as bond yields plunged, making it harder for banks to make money from mortgages and other loans. Citigroup lost a percent and a half. A former top aide to WeWork co-founder Adam Newman has filed a federal discrimination complaint against him, saying she was demoted for becoming pregnant, subjected to derisive comments, and ultimately fired for raising concerns about it. Looks like we'll be saying goodbye to Barney's, at least as we know it. A bankruptcy court has approved the sale of the famous New York luxury retailer to Authentic Brands Group, which has signaled that it was going to close most of the chain stores and license a name to Saks Fifth Avenue. Daria Albinger, ABC News. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says Democrats are abusing their power and discrediting for democracy by trying to impeach the president because, quote, they're scared they can't defeat him at the ballot box. The California Republican is speaking out against a package of impeachment rules approved today. McCarthy says that ever since Donald Trump's election, Democrats have waged a permanent campaign to undermine his legitimacy. Meanwhile, depositions continue the impeachment in- inquiry into the president. Lawmakers leading the inquiry heard closed-door testimony from Tim Morrison, the top Russia specialist 
on President Trump's National Security Council. Morrison listened in on Mr. Trump's July 25th phone call with Ukraine's leader, and that while it could have been better, he said he didn't see any evidence of anything illegal. That brought out Republican Congressman Mark Meadows, who told reporters that Morrison's testimony had been damaging to the case for impeachment. He said, quote, that's why you haven't seen any leaks from my Democratic colleagues, end quote. Bill Rakoff, CBS News, Capitol Hill. Twitter is taking a stand on political ads saying no more. ABC's Tom Yamas tells us that the move is placing the spotlight squarely on another social media giant. Twitter putting the pressure on Facebook, announcing they're banning all political ads. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey posting, We've made the decision to stop all political advertising on Twitter globally. We believe political message reach should be earned, not bought. But campaign spending on Twitter ads is minuscule compared to what the presidential candidates spend on Facebook. This food, which has been considered a culinary delicacy for centuries, will not be served in the Big Apple anymore. If you want to have frog gras on your plate, don't come to New York City to get it. The city council voted to pass a bill banning the sale of the fattened liver of a duck, where it's currently served in fine restaurants and gourmet groceries across the city. Lawmakers ruling that it is cruel to force-feed ducks and geese to fatten their livers for human consumption because it requires force-feeding a bird through a tube pushed down its throat. Selling frog gras in New York City will be illegal starting in 2022. Matt Piper, CBS News, New York. This is Texas News Radio. CBS Eye on Veterans from ConnectingVets.com. Legendary Eagles guitarist Joe Walsh is once again raising money for veterans through his upcoming concert, Vets Aid. But more than just a desire to donate, he offers sincere and heartfelt advice for anyone going through a tough time. Ask God for help. And the second thing is ask for help. And that's the hardest thing to do. The phone may feel like it weighs 30 pounds when you pick it up, but there are other people who have been through what you're going through, and then you're not alone anymore. I'm Phil Briggs from ConnectingVets.com for CBS News. The Washington Nationals are World Series champions after beating the Houston Astros in Game 7 in Houston. Last spring, playing the night before Halloween seemed more like a trick than a treat for the Nationals, but the team kept fighting. Months later, the Nats take Game 7 of the World Series. Fox Sports host Joe Buck had the call. 3-2. Here it is! The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. As Nationals pitcher Max Scherzer told Fox Sports after the series, his team had faith and trust in each other. The energy, the camaraderie, the belief in one another, it doesn't matter. It, it, everybody just believes in each other. And a fan base just as loyal. I decided yesterday after I got to work, I didn't want to miss it. My brother lives in Houston. I called him and I asked him if he wanted to go to the game. And I flew out in the clothes I wore to work yesterday. This woman, a true believer. It didn't surprise me at all. It felt like a team of destiny. The Nationals making history as the only team in sports to win a best of seven championship series with four road wins. This man astonished. First team to win all the road games in the World Series. I, I'm just completely amazed. A fan at Nationals Park after the game credited the team's success to its pitching. Well, that's title time right now, man. This team, though, this is what D.C. is. This old D.C. Grit, determination, being underdogs, coming together, persevering. 
Short series, our pitching, man. We go, we go one, two, three with our pitching. Astros fans left disappointed. Uh, at the end, I think they should have done a lot better, man. I, I, I feel that they were, uh, um, they were slacking. Yeah, it's very tough, but you know what? It was a great season. You can't ask for. I mean, we went to Game Seven. But some fans recognizing the Nats' accomplishment. We'll get them next year, um, and got to be happy for the team. Honestly, it's their first, you know, franchise win. You know, that's what it's all about. It's a good sport. Good sportsmanship. A series for the record books and a new team crowned champs. Clayton Neville, Houston. KTSA Entertainment. In a new public service announcement, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek says he wished he'd known sooner about the early warning signs of pancreatic cancer and is now asking people to spread the word any way they can, including wearing purple on November 21st for World Pancreatic Cancer Day. Trebek first revealed his diagnosis this past March. The veteran host has not missed a day of work in all of his 36 seasons. Celebrating an E.T. Halloween birthday today, Deuce Bigelow star Rob Schneider is 56. Rapper Vanilla Ice is 52. And which Oscar-winning director was responsible for the Lord of the Rings trilogy? That would be Peter Jackson, who today turns 58. This report brought to you by CBS Audio. For more entertainment, news, sports, and lifestyle features, go to cbsaudio.com forward slash podcast and explore all that CBS Audio has to offer. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Kevin Frazier. Off and running, those running for office are out campaigning in Britain's snap election. Brits sick of Brexit now have something else to look forward to, an election all about Brexit. Transportation Secretary Grant Shapps with the government pitch. If you want to leave, the way to do that is to vote Conservative. If you are a Remainer like me, but just want to get on with it and get the job done, then we've got a great deal. A good deal? Maybe not so, say many voters. The election date, December the 12th. After that, the newly elected lawmakers will turn their attention once again to trying to agree on Brexit. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. Australian police seized hundreds of pounds of drugs hidden inside a popular condiment. Officers say four men are in custody for smuggling crystal meth hidden in bottles of hot sauce. The drug itself, uh, we will allege, was contained in sriracha hot chili sauce bottles. Border forces seized more than 700 bottles of the sriracha sauce that is wildly popular around the world. They've gone to considerable effort to make the uh, sauce appear to be sauce. And within it is embedded a significant amount of methamphetamine. Nearly 900 pounds of crystal meth hidden in the bottles were shipped from the U.S. to a freight depot in Sydney earlier this month. That's CBS's Cindy Palm. For, uh, forget reheated, freeze-dried space scrub. Astronauts are about to get a new test oven for baking chocolate chip cookies from scratch. The next delivery to the International Space Station is scheduled to lift off this weekend. Includes a zero-G oven. Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough is already up there waiting for writing the pop into this small electric oven designed for zero gravity. Uh, sample cookies based, baked just this week are also launching from Virginia on Northrop Grumman's Cygnus capsule for the six station astronauts with NASA eyeing trips to the moon and Mars. Homemade food takes on heightened importance. What's in orbit now are essentially food warmers. Have you ever thought you were in a relationship, but that person vanished out of the blue? 23-year-old Ariana Freeman had been communicating with a certain guy for about a month who said he wanted a relationship. Then... I just get completely ghosted. 
The website Dating.com says this has happened to 92% of hopeful singles, and 88% of ghosters say it's just easier to vanish. If you don't know why, Freeman thinks... You have every right to give them a call again. But how do you know if your love is some creepy... The website says watch out for sporadic text and folk who are always unavailable. Allison Keyes, CBS News. KTSA AccuWeather. Clear tonight and quite cold with a freeze, a low of 25 at outlying areas right around the freezing mark, 32 in the city. Mostly Sunday and cool tomorrow, high 62. Chilly tomorrow night, but not as cold as tonight. Partly cloudy, low 39. Partly sunny on Saturday, high 65. To recap, clear and cold tonight with a freeze, a low of 25 in the hill country and 32 along the Riverwalk. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stephen Roofing Anki with a forecast. Texas News Radio is a production of 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Get news anytime online and stay connected at KTSA.com.